I then did get bitten by a dog. Uh, thankfully, he turned out not to be a rabid dog. But then having to go to the pharmacy, a hole in the wall pharmacy, where you wonder how the rabies vaccine has been stored and, and giving yourself a couple of injections to top that immunity up. Um, you know, it's a pretty scary situation. Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, Kiora. Welcome back to another episode of the Call the Vet Show. And I'm bringing you another question this time. And this question is from Jan with what is, uh, I guess, a topic that has been a really hot potato for the last few years. Uh, the COVID pandemic really accentuated the fears around this topic. And you can probably guess what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, and it's one that I think it's really important that we uh, address because there's a couple of big issues with this question that are raised. Um, I have my opinions. I'm sure you have yours. If you have a question like Jan or you want to comment on today's episode then i'd love to hear from you you can head over to ourpetshealth.com slash question there is also a link in the show notes of this episode as well and like i say not just for questions but if you've got an audio comment uh, that you'd like to share with everybody then i'd love to hear from you as well because let's have a constructive conversation about this topic um, i'd love to hear what your thoughts on this are so without further ado here is jan <laughs> And now on with the show. Long story short, my dog was vaccinated before he actually needed the vaccinations. What are some of the side effects? Do they happen quickly? Is it anything to be concerned about? I know for sure it was rabies, bordetella, and I believe those were the two that he didn't need. We only took him to get a flu shot and long story short, they just read his records incorrectly because it wasn't our main vet. Any input is appreciated. Thank you. Thanks so much for that question, Jan. It's a common concern, um, vaccination over vaccination. Should we be vaccinating at all? That's uh, the kind of the the extreme version or we shouldn't be vaccinating ever um, is the extreme version. Um well done on getting the vaccines. I think that they are really important. Um, clearly, um, it's a big, uh, a big core strategy to prevent some of the most dangerous infectious diseases there are. As I'm talking to you now, there is actually currently um, parvovirus outbreaks in various different parts of New Zealand. Thankfully, not where I'm practicing, but those outbreaks wouldn't happen if vaccination levels were higher. Dogs are dying. It's a, they're really nasty, nasty diseases that we are preventing through vaccination. That being said, we absolutely don't want to over vaccinate. So to discuss that and whether it's a concern, I guess we need to consider what uh, normal vaccination programs are and normal vaccination recommendations are. So when it comes to our, our puppies, their initial vaccinations, they start to normally about eight weeks of age. Now, if we've got a, a puppy in a high risk area maybe the the mother um, ha, was in poor health or had low immunity then we can start at six weeks but eight weeks is typically when we start then we vaccinate every um, four weeks or so with the final vaccine at 16 weeks of age that recommendation is based on the WSAVA or the World Small Animal Veterinary Association's vaccination guidelines 
After that initial set of vaccines, we then give a booster vaccine from six months of age. More often, it's given a year after that puppy course. Uh, And then the core vaccine is every three years. And by the core vaccine, I'm certainly talking about um, parvo, it's distemper, it's hepatitis. uh, It's these, yeah, these core vaccines that all come in kind of one shot. Now, when we are thinking about should we be vaccinating every three years should we be doing it more frequently than that we know the core vaccines they last for at least three years now that are going to be uh, some dogs where it lasts for longer than this and sometimes substantially longer so it might be five years it might be seven years it might even be lifelong immunity in some cases so the question then becomes well should we vaccinate at that every three years uh, to make sure that we're covering ourselves and we're covering our dogs as best as possible Um, should we do something called teeter testing so should we look at antibody levels to see if they're still high and that infers that there is adequate protection from those diseases Um, you know that's certainly something to think about and I don't think we'd ever be wrong to do teeter testing Um, there can be difficulty sometimes in interpreting that um, with absolute certainty but it is a valid tool now the problem with teeter testing if you like is generally financial it does come at a significantly higher cost than just giving a vaccination so we then need to think and I guess the nature of Jan's question is we then need to think about what the side effects of vaccination are now we can have anaphylaxis we can have an allergic reaction to a vaccine that is typically why say when we go to the doctors for a vaccine we we're recommended to stick around for 20 minutes um, after having that shot just in case we develop an allergic reaction an anaphylactic reaction to that vaccine which can absolutely be life-threatening now the risk of that is is minuscule it's not something that uh, i've ever had experienced to any of my patients i've spoken to colleagues about this and they've never had it experienced um, they've never experienced that with one of their patients so it's not something that i've ever heard of kind of second hand if you like um, although i'm sure if you jump online there'll be reports of that but the risk is very very low now the risks for longer term vaccination and more frequent vaccination this is where we get into some dare I say it, serious conspiracy theories. Now, I'm not for a second, don't get me wrong, I'm not for a second saying that we should be vaccinating more than this or there's no risks with over-vaccination, but I think the risks are massively overblown. There is a suggestion that we may get an increase in some autoimmune conditions, so some conditions where the body's immune system actually then starts attacking itself, um, something like an immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, which is where the body's own immune system breaks down the red blood cells sometimes that's accompanied with platelets and sometimes that's accompanied with other white blood cells Um, and that can be catastrophic and really serious the exact trigger for that is 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 very challenging to determine Um, in some cases it may well be that a vaccine has triggered that more often than not it's probably going to be some form of maybe a cancer of the blood maybe a viral infection uh, some other environmental stimulation and in all likelihood these are multifactorial diseases that thankfully are very rare anyway so they're not something that really we need to be worried about and certainly the risks of those are not outweighed by the risks of not vaccinating um I do come across situations where people have still been recommended to have the core vaccine 
every year and that's your parvo shot um, with distemper like i say um, and hepatitis that really is excessive there's no justification for that now do i believe that's risky um, i don't think that's going to carry any greater risk really in the grand scheme of things but it's completely unnecessary so why do we want to be doing something that's completely unnecessary my thoughts are that we don't if anything if nothing else it's a, it's a waste of money um health checks every year absolutely really good idea but that doesn't mean that we need to be giving an injection with that health check when it's been shown to be you know every three years is absolutely as frequently as that vaccine needs to be given now other vaccines um, and these are going to be our i hesitate to say lifestyle vaccines but our non-core vaccines which are based on the risks to your particular pet and your particular part of the world so something like leptospirosis that's a serious really serious disease um, if that's in your area then that could be considered and probably should be considered a core vaccine that one does need to be given every year um border teller so our kennel cough or canine cough again if your dog is mixing with lots of other dogs if they're going to boarding facilities day care groomers then that's a high risk situation it's not a fatal disease generally it can cause some really nasty pneumonia in an older dog who's immunocompromised or a young puppy then uh you know there can be fatalities but that's very uncommon but it can cause our dogs to be pretty unwell um and uh yeah we get uh, outbreaks of that probably every six to nine months um, i'll see a load of dogs coming through that are pretty unwell they need some uh yeah some tlc and some medication to keep them comfortable and help them through that uh, that again is an annual vaccination that's required because the immunity is very short-lived in high-risk situations uh, it can actually be beneficial every six months if there's an outbreak for example and then there are other various uh, uh, various vaccines that are available in other parts of the world rabies clearly that is a core vaccine if rabies is in your area if you're in the states and maybe other parts of the world then rabies is a vaccine that is a legal requirement we do not want to mess around with rabies and we don't want to ignore that it is a fatal disease it kills loads of people throughout the world every year and um, having practiced in india for a short period of time as a volunteer we had to have rabies vaccines personally uh, before we went on that trip um, i then did get bitten by a dog uh, thankfully he turned out not to be a rabid dog but then having to go to the pharmacy a hole in the wall pharmacy where you wonder how the rabies vaccine has been stored and and giving yourself a couple of injections to top that immunity up um you know it's a pretty scary situation so um, we don't want to be messing around with that equally if we're giving an extra one by mistake and i don't know how this happened jan uh if the records weren't uh kind of clear in the previous clinical history or if you are going to a new vet and you don't have a vaccine record with you and you're going for vaccinations then you're putting your vet in an impossible situation of either risking under vaccinating so not giving something that your dog needs or over vaccinating um, as in this situation maybe there was a lack of clarity around whether rabies was needed or not and to be on the safe side for rabies then that's uh you know maybe the actually the prudent thing to do but always go with your vaccination record um i imagine in most parts of the world if not all parts of the world when your dog gets a vaccination they have a little booklet that gets um the the stickers or the details of the vaccine put in there and then it gets dated and signed and there should be uh, an indication of when the next vaccination is due as well so take that along with you um I guess the bottom line from this this rambling and I've gone in a few different tangents here is that 
we need to make sure that we're vaccinating appropriately. Vaccination is incredibly valuable. It's an incredibly valuable tool in the preventive healthcare plan of any individual. We want to make sure that we're vaccinating enough against the diseases that are a risk to your dog. If, for example, your dog stays on your property, it never mixes with any other dogs, then they do not need the border teller, the canine cough, the kennel cough vaccination. It is unnecessary for that individual. So we do need to do a risk benefit um, analysis. But equally, at the same time, we don't want to be giving anything more frequently than needed. Certainly, core vaccine with your distemper parvovirus given more frequently than three years is completely unnecessary and unjustified and is something that I do occasionally come across with with people who have been to other um, vet clinics, uh, which is always very disappointing to see. Teeter testing can play a role and I'll leave um, links to some of these other topics as well in the show notes. Helping your pet live the happy, healthy life they deserve. So head over to those show notes where I'll leave uh, links to a number of different articles about um, vaccination and teeter testing. I'll also leave links to the um, WSAVA, the World Small Animal Veterinary Association's vaccination guidelines, uh, which are guidelines that were produced by uh, absolute experts in the field of immunity and in vaccination and preventive health care. So head over to those show notes. And until the next episode... I'm veterinarian Dr. Alex. This is the Call the Vet show because they're family. That's it for this episode of the Call the Vet show. Be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.